Hello and welcome back to another episode of Preview Review. Well, here we are. It is January of 2022. Well, February of 2022 by the time this episode gets released. I mean, it's barely January We now. are re- We are recording this on the last day of the month, so... And it's almost... Unless like, I have a very quick turnaround on the edit. You, it's gonna come out in February. You need to get it published at in least. the next four hours. <laughs> Three and a half, actually. <laughs> well, two of that's gonna be us recording. The likelihood of this coming out in January is slim to none. Well, maybe January next year, but that's also very slim. Yeah, but I said 2022. Oh. So I've already boxed myself in. I've already not listened to you. Enough. It's February of 2022. Here we are. We've had one uh, episode so far this year, but of course that was our special previewees nomination episode. Mm. So this is really the first real traditional episode of preview review of the year. Yeah. And if you're just now listening, this is the first episode you've ever heard. I'm Ryan Toon, and I'm always here with my lovely co-host. That's me. I'm Tyler Ellison. And this is a movie trailer review podcast where we give you guys updates on films that are coming out soon, their trailers, and what we think about them. Mm, Ain't that it? Yes. (laughs) It is, in fact, it. Um, But aside from being the first real, you know, true preview review episode of the year, uh, this episode is special in more ways than one. It's special in our hearts. And also... In the hearts loins? of one other individual. Oh, that too. And that is our special guest on today's episode. That's right, audience, listeners. We have another special guest joining us. We've had another special guest previously on the show. And multiple, actually. Yeah. But it's not a common occurrence. Like, if you're, again, if you're listening for the first time, don't think that, like, this is a usual thing. This is, like, a special thing. Like, we're not one of those, like, guest podcasts. I mean, we could try to become one, but it was really hard to coordinate just this Even week. just for this one, yeah. <laughs> um... Anyways, without further ado, please welcome our special guest, Austin Holmes. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, you're gassing me up so much. And let me just say right now, you both don't know this. This is my first potty. Like, this is my first time Your recording. First potty? Oh, he's really potty trained. This is it. This is <laughs> my first one. <laughs> wow. And I'm getting thrown in, and I love it. I think it's Quick great. Quick words of the wise in the industry, like, we don't call them potties. So, like, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, maybe drop the D-Y. It's like, okay. Pod? Yeah, we call no them pod. One, oh, no one really uses first cast pod. either. It's, like, typically just... Pod. Or you could say podcast. Or but if you're casting, you, we might think you're it's like It's not fishing. really a cast. Yeah, and it could be a broadcast or like any other type of cast, but the pods are pretty limited. Well, this seems like something I would learn in my first pod. Yeah, that's that's why I'm just so, trying to like yeah, clue you yeah, in no, now. This is great. This is great. To I'm save you from like further embarrassment down the line. Yes. Um but, well, thank you for joining us today, Austin. Uh, course, uh, Austin, if you don't mind, I just have a quick question for you. Please do. If you could let our listeners know what is your movie journey? Do you oh. love movies like we love movies? Do you love trailers like we love trailers? Yeah, I think my journey is like everyone else's in the sense Mm-mm. of... They're all unique. I, well, you know, Will Ferrell <laughs> was a monumental actor in my in my journey of watching movies. This is true. I can know this for a fact because just today... I know um, it for a fact too because he told <laughs> me just now. Austin <laughs> received a package from his parents from Will Ferrell, uh, which Your he told me, which he told me indicated um, a taste that he would have that his parents may consider being like that of like sixteen year old Austin, but maybe not like present day Austin. This is, this is true, and it was a shipment of just um Will Ferrell branded like drinking glasses, and it wasn't even what? just Will Ferrell. Like it gets it, the category is Will Ferrell in Elf. Oh, that so just buddy glasses. So four yes. cups of buddy saying each different of them things. branded differently with the character. This sounds like it should have been a Christmas gift, but it's January it was. 31st. It was no, it was my Christmas gift. In fact, Christmas my mom was last month. My Austin's mom gave parents. me this. My mom gave me this story and said, 
I was in the store and I saw this thing and I was like, oh, this is so and it reminded awesome. me just of you. <laughs> and I obviously was thinking of the many things that describe maybe what I love now, but she was referring yeah. to things I love. There are many 16. things that I would see in a store that would remind me of Austin. Um, any like guitar or guitar related like items sure. or even just music in general. Yeah. Um, fun patterned shirts. Oh, right. um, anything that has those. to do with glasses. I do like glasses. Um, like, Buddy like, the Elf drinking glasses would not be on that list for me it? prior to today, but True. now I know. Wait, did you mean when you said anything to do with glasses? Like no, the uh, glasses? eyeglasses. That's why I had eyeglasses. to clarify. Oh, okay. the Buddy the Elf items were drinking glasses. These were, um, I, I would consider lenses. like ocular lens. Yes, like the bifocal. But not ocular VR. That's different, Oculus. Different. That's oh, Oculus. Oculus. Yeah. 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 I thought Oculus. Movie, which was a the part movie? of my journey. Which was a part of my the journey movie? with Oculus. I've never seen it. It's good. Oh, you incredible. should watch it. Incredible. It looks like a B-rated. And maybe it is, and I just appreciate it. No, no, it it's, it's elevated. It's so good. Storyline's incredible. Yeah. Gotta watch it. Um, Netflix. Okay, so what I know so far is you like Will Ferrell and you like Oculus. Yeah, and they're it? somehow connected. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I've, I've always loved movies and Will Ferrell was someone that was hilarious. I saw every single one, but my friend, um, that uh, I'll just name nameless. I'll keep nameless here. Sure. Um, but he was a movie guru buff. Like he made his own videos and he always made me watch Tarantino movies and anything that was Oscar nominated. And we kind of always, everyone's kind of got that friend that's like gonna watch the oscars the night of and kind of have like the sheet with them and like oh that's do us. The ge- exactly <laughs> so i was surrounded i have by that, that friend that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> well and now it's you two for me so yeah, look at that i mean if you want you can come over and watch the oscars we do it every year I, you're invited yes, why if you not? Want. before we move forward let's bring out a little bit more recent as i mentioned our last episode was just about our 2021 preview nominations what do you think your favorite movie was that came out last year Ooh, that's a tough question. You're throwing them on the spot. My favorite. Movie I mean, you can if you like can't like decide year. on one, you could give like a couple. But like, well, I, it's okay. What are some thing. movies that you enjoyed last, from last year? If it wasn't like 2020 and 2021, it wouldn't feel like my years are meshed together in mm-hmm. this hodgepodge mm-hmm. of like that was actually 2019 and that was actually 2021 or 2020. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, just throw out some movies. I know every year they came out within the last maybe seven years. Yeah. <laughs> so by far, what hasn't taken the cake away from this movie that my, I'm assuming might have been 2019. I feel like I was in college. It's terrible. Sorry. I know the question is about last year, but I don't think anything has really taken over the respect that I have for Parasite. I think Parasite mm-hmm. was just very much a 2019 movie. Incredible. Yeah. Um. Gosh, you may need to just throw some names out there for 2021. Uh, it I was think, such a weird well, year. Well, I can let you know what um, what we ended up nominating. Yeah, please, uh, please, please. You read last episode since... I, since yeah, of course you, you didn't listen. listen to that. Mm. Fake fan, okay. Um, while he looks that up, I can just tell you some of my favorite movies of last year. Uh, I really like The Mitchells vs. The Machines on Netflix. Oh, great movie. Yep. Um, I like The Last Duel. It's oh, on just HBO watched Max that last right week. Now. Yeah. Um, of course, Spider-Man. Yep. Um... Tyler, go ahead. It looks like you got a Yeah, up. nominees for Best Picture included Dune. No way. Um, the film Minari. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Green Knight. The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay, so first... Okay, please. If I could still... Am I still qualified to answer this question even though you read those to me? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not a quiz. We just want your opinion. Okay, here's my opinion. Quick. <laughs> on a couple things and it'll be rapid. 
Um, the Green Knight was incredible. It was the most confused I've been in a movie, but the most satisfied I've ever been to have a movie explained to me after the movie. Like okay, okay. once I knew what it was, my mind was just like super stoked blown. to go look on like YouTube there, analysis videos. Yes, some people have told me that it shouldn't take a YouTube explanation video to make a movie better. I don't care. I thought I thought I don't agree with those people. I think I mean I love having a movie that I just take at face value and walk yep. away and you're like that's it. Mm-hmm. But also I think one of the best parts of cinema is being able to walk away with. And desire to know more and to like really like continue to still feel and process and right. like and to engage in the, the discourse, movie. right? Yeah, and that's like even though you're not like talking back to the YouTube video, that's like how, what that is in this modern era is like this person has like looked into it, done a deep dive, and you're enjoying their analysis. And obviously, we care about movie discourse because we we are movie podcast. discourse. Like at the top <laughs> of the list, we, we preview, are, review, pre- red letter media, are movie discourse. And I Everybody and I have just one thing to say about Tick Tick Boom. And Tick Tick Boom for me was girlfriend was out of town, roommate was gone, and I had a bottle of very sweet wine next to me. Mm-hmm. And it just took a couple notes of Andrew Garfield singing on a trailer of Tick Tick Boom to kind of get me intrigued. And boy, was it one of the best rides of my life. Seeing Andrew yeah. Garfield just blossom. If you would have told me that Andrew Garfield was in a musical kind of movie... I, this being pre maybe 2021, 20, 2020, I would have said no. And he wasn't a good Spider-Man either. <gasps> now, after 2021, I say he was a great Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and he is way more talented yeah. than I thought he was. Genuinely, yeah, like, I think that was pretty much, I mean, I love, I love the movie as a whole, but the crux of like, like, I think literally my letterbox review for that movie was just, like, the Andrew Garfield renaissance is well-deserved. Oh, yeah. Like, that is that is the epitome you of know, that. What's kind of interesting, can you pull up those uh, nominations real quick again, Tyler? What's interesting is, I think, Austin, you are connected to two of those, at least for this podcast. Uh, when we were recording one of our episodes, I think it might have been the November episode or something, you were on the phone with Tyler when I walked into the studio. And you were saying, have you guys seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet? Oh. And then after that conversation, we <laughs> did an episode of the podcast. So Austin was here for that episode in spirit. Wow. And then for uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, we all saw that movie together. In the oh. And I actually just saw Licorice Pizza with Austin as well. Oh, oh. Was, so that's three. I saw that before them, so they didn't invite me. Also, it was the middle of the afternoon and I had to work. It's not because they don't like me. Prime time to watch controversial <laughs> movies is when no one's at the movies. It's fantastic. Honestly, when I saw uh, Licorice Pizza, the theater was packed, and people loved it. Like, people literally clapped after it. Like, it was like a Marvel movie. It was a great movie. I love that trend that's on TikTok right now where people are taking the audio from, like, <laughs> screenings of, like, Spider-Man No Way Home and putting it onto, like, clips of other, like, random movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no. Like, they're, like, cheering, one. like, oh, let's go! <laughs> but it's, like, on random fucking movies. <laughs> or, like, TV shows. Uh, from the old Diary of the Wimpy Kid movies, like, Rally does a dance with his mom at the school dance, and everyone's like, let's go! Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, it's so fun. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, everybody, that's Austin. He'll mm. be here with us for the foreseeable future of the episode. <laughs> Wouldn't Thanks. that be funny if we brought on a guest just to ask him those questions and I kicked him out? Like, like, okay, bye, Austin! Yeah. <laughs> no, but... That's uh, what we're doing right now. Okay, so... Goodbye, okay, Austin! Yep. Okay. Wait, don't go. Just kidding. You have to hear what we're going to cover on today's That's episode. True. And then we'll kick you out. Okay. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the trailers for 
the Batman. Mm. I almost did like the Christian Bale Batman voice, but then I realized that might not be what he sounds like in this movie. So I'm not going to do a voice because I'm not going to pigeonhole him into one characterization. Uh, we're also going to talk about Turning Red. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And The Lost City. All right, let's get into it. First trailer is The Batman. This movie's hit in theaters on March 4th and is directed by Matt Reeves, who's done projects like Cloverfield, Don the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. And it stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John Turturro, Andy Serkis, and Colin Farrell. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a new Batman live-action film. Um, separate from obviously like the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy as well as the Zack Snyder continuity of like the DC yeah, yeah. what, and what is that, the extended universe yeah but that's an unofficial title they don't have a real title yeah they don't have like an MCU um, like equivalent okay. but that like Batfleck and and Christian Bale Batman are separate from this same Robert with uh, Pattinson Walking Phoenix Joker not the same universe oh yeah yeah it's it's totally distinct um but it definitely gives sort of similar dark, gritty vibes to like a Nolan-esque. More Nolan-esque than like Burton-era mm, Batman, sure. like Michael or Keaton Schumacher. Yeah. Um, I think this movie looks really cool. I love, um, in the trailer, just starting to see some of the characterizations. I think people unnecessarily critique, like, Robert Pattinson, that dude that did Edward Cullen is going to freaking sure. do Batman. Like, okay. Um but Robert Pattinson, a very talented actor, mm-hmm. um, I think it will transform really well between the like Bruce Wayne character and the Batman character. I like what they're doing with Bruce Wayne in that because Robert Pattinson's younger than like Ben Affleck or Christian Bale. Sure. Like when they played Bruce Wayne, he's been a little bit more like already established billionaire taking over for his parents' company. I think this might lean more towards like he's still kind of inexperienced because he's just a young kid who's been orphaned and he's like growing up into this billionaire fortune and, like, doesn't really know what to do with it type of thing. Well, yeah, uh, in some kind of interview or something, like, way when this first movie was first, like, announced, they were saying, like, this is Batman in his second year of Batmaning, like, very early on. Uh, yeah, so I like that we're getting sort of that, like, early novice take, yes. not only on Batman, but also the idea of Bruce Wayne as a character, because we see him being, like, criticized by a political activist saying like your family used to be great philanthropists you haven't done anything for this city like while he smirks because he knows he's like out there fighting crime as a vigilante type of thing um so i I think that's an interesting like way to sort of like set batman and bruce wayne on like parallel character arcs that they're both sort Mm. of coming into their own um one of the other things i'm really stoked for for this movie is that the villain or one of the villains is the riddler played by paul dano and we haven't gotten a Riddler live action since Jim Carrey did it in... Um, well, Pete Holmes skits. Are we also saying that's a part of some extended universe? I, I don't Holmes? think so. No, Pete Holmes Batman skits. Wait. Oh, guys. Talk- what are you talking about? Like the MTV stuff? No, Pete Holmes, like, as his own... It was with uh, Comedy Central. It used to have a show called The Late Night Show with Pete Holmes, and he did Batman skits. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that counts. In I don't this think continuity. that's counted in any continuity. Okay, else. <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry, I just I you said the the you know most recent one was Jim Carrey, and I remember another live. Well, we didn't get a Riddler in the. Riddler. I mean, I'm I'm counting it back from like we've got Bat- Ben Affleck Batman. We didn't sure. get a Riddler there. We didn't get a Riddler in Christopher Nolan. Uh, Christian Bale Batman so then before that was like the Burton Schumacher era Mm -hmm. and that's where we got Jim Carrey which is good Jim Carrey is a great performance but it's very much plays up like the campy Riddler this is basically like the Riddler if he was also like the Zodiac Killer (laughs) like it's a very uh real like 
yeah. uh, gritty. I, I'm gonna keep saying the word gritty, and I just gritty. keep thinking of the freaking mascot from that one <laughs> terrible. Like gritty is team. beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's that type of take on a Batman villain, which is so cool to see. Like them doing this more like darker, cryptic uh, message, like all these symbols from his like basically serial killer or like stalker type of thing than like i don't know jim carrey like twirling a cane in a right, cave no. with a bunch of flashing neon lights and shit dude you, you know? forgot he pelvic thrusts oh yeah he and does quite, quite i did not forget i'm heavily. certain to my memory yeah. so what do you think about jim carrey's performance in through the lenses of tommy lee jones who famously said to jim carrey I do not sanction your buffoonery. Well, we see that at all. Will Paul Dano have buffoonery? I think the level of Paul Dano buffoonery in The Batman is likely to be close to, if not zero. Oh, mm, I'd say so. Um, I like but that's okay. It feels like it makes sense for Matt Reeves' sort of take on this. I mean, we've got these awesome, like, dynamic shots of, like, wide, like, Gotham City skyline with all sure. these explosions happening. And then we also have, like, really tight, like, low-angle close-ups of like the faces of batman and catwoman as they're Mm -hmm. like taking people out like it looks super dope i love the cinematography that we get a peek at at the trailer and i feel like i've talked a lot about this so i'm going to open it up to you too (laughs) it's just so gotham looking and that's good and and that's what we're going for here i think every rendition of what gotham looks like is so wildly different from one another as we've seen in the past years of batman but this is like this is uncomfortable. This is slimy. This is gritty. Like this, this no. Gotham setting is terrifying. Yeah, I, I agree it. with what you're saying. It doesn't feel like, like Burton and Schumacher had their like Art Deco, like weird anachronist of Gotham. Right? Nolan had his Gotham is basically Chicago. Yeah. And uh, Snyder had Gotham and Metropolis or the Twin Cities. Right. But this feels like Gotham from like the Arkham games. Yeah. It definitely felt very Arkham game to me, especially like there's a scene where he's like punching and biting through the mist, which felt very like, it looked like almost video game square triangle, (laughs) like uh, (laughs) cutscene footage. Um, Yeah. But not in a bad way. I think sometimes you could, you can say like a video looks, a movie looks like a video game. And then you would think that it means that it's like less than visually and narratively. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, the Arkham games are actually very good. So it's a compliment to Matt Reeves to, I think say that this is, you know, it looks like the Arkham games, yeah. Um, I also am excited for Andy Serkis as Alfred. Like, oh, it's a too. younger Alfred. Like, he looks gritty. Um, and Andy Serkis playing a human being and not some disgusting creature behind a mocap suit. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense that Matt Reeves is bringing back his best boy, Andy right. Serkis, right? I know. This Alfred also seems like an Alfred that's going to be making some mistakes along the way for Batman. Yeah. I mean, there's a point in the trailer that we see that batman is bruce wayne is disappointed in alfred yeah well and i think also because we mentioned like this is a young bruce wayne and a young batman like we have the ability to have alfred also be disappointed or let down by the actions of bruce wayne and that like maybe he doesn't Mm -hmm. think batman is like a good idea sure or like he disagrees with the methodology and i like being able to set that tension because i feel like so often that alfred character is reduced to like you, you go do your thing and then you come in and, you know, okay, let me take your coat, Mr. Wayne. Like, you're just kind of the yeah. standby. But, like, but like I like that uh, Andy Serkis looks like he's actually going to be a more self-actualized character, like, I guess. Yeah, foul, sure. Like, yeah. fallible, right? Totally. Um, what do you guys think of Zoe Kravitz? Oh, I'm so no, excited for Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yep, I think this has to be, like, you know on par casting if not better than michelle pfeiffer as catwoman like this is like mm. such a prime role for her i think she's built for this she feels like she delivers like that's like wry 
uh, snarky like yeah. one-liner that she needs to, but yep. also obviously is holding her own in like the action sequences. I'm ninety percent seeing this movie for Zoe Kravitz. I'm stoked for no. That I casting. think she looks great. I think and maybe I I've seen this wrong, but it looks like we're gonna see a variation. Of, variations of like face masks from Catwoman. It looks mm. like she's wearing a That's couple true. different things too. Yeah, she's like kind of cool. the more like classic like comic book movie mask. Yep. And then like a ski mask. Yep. And then something else that yeah. I don't know. When well, she's like wearing like, like a wig, like I think she's like meant to be like kind of a master of a disguise a little bit, and no. she slips it and slips out, right? Trying to be unnoticed, right? Which is like not Batman's strength. Batman's strength is like going in with brute force yes so i like that it's also setting up again like the partnership but also the tension and the competing methodology between the two of them as well yeah and i don't know if we can stop talking about this trailer yet because we still haven't said anything about the penguin no oh, this is true and maybe i've been avoiding it because i'm way the hot take i'm way more interested in the riddler here and i'm sorry but well it's just kind and of the trailer shows right us so much more of the riddler yeah. which is why and that's like I'm so in, I'm so piqued by that. I'm having a be Paul it's, Dano. It's I'm, interesting because you say the trailer shows you so much more of the Riddler, but I feel like we haven't seen anything of the Riddler. But right? I guess not like show us the, like physically the Riddler, but like in like reference to the story, we get so much mm-hmm. more of like that uh, narrative. That like plot line is going to be heavier of like him investigating the Riddler, trying to find out who he is, and then we find out that the trailer like the Riddler knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, right? Um, and where with we what we see with the penguin here is like the whole like we see one cha- car chase scene we have right. no idea right and then what that he gets flipped over up. and yeah. then Batman's coming at him and so the way that the trailer's set up is like oh this I've seen a pushover right the penguin feels like it's like just like we're showing that he's in this and Batman takes care of him yeah. but the Riddler is like the open end that you need to see the movie to figure out what happens you know yep oh. There's a line that I think is so funny in the trailer, but it's not the trailer we watched right before this, so I can't remember what the line is. Is it where he says, it's justice? No, no, no. It's Colin Farrell as the penguin. He says something like, you talking to me? Or something like cliche or something like that. I can't remember what it is. And I wish we watched the other trailer now, even though I advocated for watching the one we did watch. Yeah, well, this is your Um, choice. You've made your bed and I have to lie on it. I do have a prediction about how our audience is going to perceive our, our, our man Robert here. I Our audience, like, like the uh, no, no, no. So audience? sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Uh, the general audience that is going to go see Batman. Oh, okay, okay. How they will perceive this is. I'm also talking like what's going to happen on TikTok. What's going to happen on Instagram? Oh, okay. What's going to happen with viral? Robert, bold what's going to happen? Not even on TikTok, and I'm not even on TikTok. So, mm. so does he really have the credibility to speak to and, this? And I may not, but I feel I'm, like I'm curious. I feel like Robert is Batman goes two ways. Either Robert is Batman is a whoa. Robert's still really sexy, or Robert's a kind of weird-looking Batman, and I can't see him fitting in the suit. And so mm. I won't, we won't know for sure until we have more of the body revealed of Robert as Batman. But I'm just putting it out there that my prediction is he's going to be hot. Yeah. When you say, gonna... I mean, we see a good shot of him, a few different shots of him in the suit in the trailer. But then that last shot of the trailer that we had watched, where he just kind of takes a bad guy out and turns and looks at the mm-hmm. camera. I mean, it's a great Batman. Mm-hmm. We know he's got I a good chin. I think he looks great. Yeah. He's got so a great That's chin. all you really need. Austin, <laughs> true. What I'm asking is, when you say body revealed, do you, do you mean you want to see his abs? Yep. Do you want Robert yep. Pattinson there's to show Dong? It's PG-13. What about Until bare butt? But We can do mm. butt. We are, we're, uh, 
this that is uh, foreshadowing to another um, prediction that I have for another movie. Like kind of like one of those butt. things where he's like getting oh, out of okay. the hot tub. I see tub. where you're going. Yeah, like, I think it's more like he's in the lair and he's just gotten beaten up. But he won. Yeah, yeah. But he got beaten up, like and then bruised, he takes and, and then he ta- takes it oh, off. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. gonna happen. It's oh, gonna yeah. be wet somehow. It's gonna shirt. be wet somehow. It's he's not sweaty. raining out there, but it's sweaty. Yeah, he's drenched. Maybe he's taking a shower. Could be. Could be. Who knows? Yeah. So um. Uh, also, apparently, the runtime for this movie is really long. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's said to be the like, second longest running comic book movie of all time, only behind Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So maybe we will get a full fleshed out like Penguin storyline <laughs> and Riddler yeah. storyline. Like, and Catwoman. It could be Catwoman, just plot yeah. A and plot B. Catwoman is just weaved in throughout. We might see Alfred be born, and somehow oh, we yeah. get a whole origin story of Alfred that we've never okay, seen. So that's a good question. How much of this do you want to be a Batman origin story? Do you want the movie to start and he's already Batman? Do you want there to be, like, flashbacks? Do you want it to start with the classic, like, 10-15 minute scene and then it cuts to the title card and now he's yeah. Batman? Can you do it without the pearls? I think mm. you can reference, but I don't think you need to show it. I think it's overdone if I get the scene where he, a small Bruce Wayne is walking with his parents and we see the only, you know, the shot of some man holding a gun and shooting it and we see the smoke out of the barrel and it's insinuated that their parents have been shot. I just think it's overdone at this point. Yeah, I think the best move would just be to not even show, try and visually represent it at all, mm. and they can talk about it like you know have a conversation between Alfred or whatever, um, or maybe he tells you know Selena Kyle Catwoman about what happened. Sure. Um, but I don't think I would try and visually represent it because again, like I like you said, I agree, it's been done to death, and they don't not, have you know all respect to Mister and Mrs. Martha Wayne. and uh, <laughs> Al. What is Bruce Wayne's dad's name? can't remember yeah, that's I why i said mr yeah. and Mrs. i yeah, I'll, martha i'll figure it the out. thing is batman doesn't have alternate universes where it spider-man when we got another like uncle ben dying moment say the line you well know, that was like, one of the great things about tom holland spider-man it was, like, they it was just great made, he was just spider-man like, yeah we don't we don't need to go into it he's just spider-man right so i think they can do the same thing especially when they're starting him early enough where it's like okay we've got this fully formed batman we just kind of like believe he's been doing this and sure. we don't get his like we we're sort of seeing the formative stage of his career as Batman in this movie, so we don't need anything before that necessarily. It is a beautiful reverse origin story, and I'll just leave it at that before we open the can of worms on Spider Man because I know we got other things mm-hmm. on uh, the list. Batman's dad's name is Thomas. I remember. Oh, oh yeah, Thomas. 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 <laughs> I just Tommy. have to say that one more thing before we moved on to our next trailer. Turning red. Oh. I'm turning red. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> or are you just drunk? Yes. Mm. Okay. Turning red releases on March 11th on Disney Plus. I mean, I'm excited that it's coming out. I, I, yeah, and honestly, if I'm gonna be honest, I'll watch it sooner when since it's on Disney Plus than I would if it were going to theaters. But still, I just think it's a shame that you know this is the third, what third or fourth Pixar movie yeah. that they're shuffling over to the streaming service. Mm, sad. maybe it is something that has to do with pandemic and they want to keep people out of theaters and they're going to do at least their part to do it but understanding that well other, i feel like, like they're just motivated like they're it. like oh we didn't really market this one as well and we don't we think it'll like lose money if we go only to theaters and they know people will watch it if it goes to home and they can like justify it losing money better when it just goes to streaming them like putting it in theaters and having it flop <laughs> sure yeah um turning red is directed by first-time feature film director uh, Dami Shi, 
who previously directed the Pixar short Bow, oh, which it's is one of the best ones. It's great. Mm, it, was good. Uh, it stars Rosalie Chang, Sandra Oh, Ava Morris, Maiteri Ramakrishan. I know her. She's great. She's in the Netflix show Never Have I Ever, and I love that show. And she's great in that show, but I'm sorry if I butchered your name. And Wai Ching Ho. Um, it tells the story of little Mei Li, who is a Chinese-American uh, middle schooler in the 90s. In Canada. In, is it in Canada? Or well, she's she wearing a, a Canada shirt, so I, mean, I assume they were in Canada. I had friends in middle school that had shirts that said Pittsburgh, but we lived in San Diego. Yeah, but I feel like it's like different. Like it's got the Especially maple the, leaf on the, it. The movie's trying to set up like yeah, the it's like context the, of the, the movie. Maybe she's just like a, a fan of the. Also, there's Blue large Jays. there's a large Asian community in like Vancouver, like that part of That's Canada. That's true. But anyway, wherever she is, we haven't figured it out yet. It's uh, undisclosed. We can speculate based on shirts, but that's it. Um, I'm just saying, not like, the beginning if, of the trailer. If you showed me a trailer, <laughs> if you showed me a trailer, and like the dude in the shirt was wearing like a Union Jack T-shirt, and then they in the movie they like never went to and weren't from Britain, like I'd be upset. Wait a minute, I don't think anyone in the United Kingdom would wear a shirt with okay, a Union Jack. Well, like on you know, it. like a jersey or something that has like the Union Jack on it or something like that. Or like an I Heart NY shirt. Mm. Okay, wait. People from New York don't wear I Heart NY shirts. But they wear. But you <laughs> wear them when you're in New York. Uh, no, I think you buy them in New York and you wear them when you're back home. I don't even know. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay, um, so basically, she's doing her thing, living her middle school life, hanging out with her friends, reading her Tiger Beat magazine, playing with her Tamagotchis. When all of a sudden. The worst thing that happens to a middle schooler could ever happen. Puberty. Puberty. But mm. this is way worse because apparently puberty for her family means uh, turning into a giant red panda whenever you have extreme emotions. So the film is about May exploring her life growing up, figuring out who she wants to be, while also struggling to suppress her feelings and hide her red panda. But maybe also learning how to embrace it. Embrace it's, it. It's, it is a weird tension. I've been trying to wrestle. I've been wrestling with it ever with since puberty? I watched the trailer. Oh, okay. Puberty and thought... this kind of like, is it suppression or is it is it a call to embrace? And I mm-hmm. and I can't tell yet. Yeah. But I think it's great. I love that the back, like the needle drop in the trailer is it's going to be me from NSYNC because obviously it's going to be May is the meme, right? And the girl's name is May. It works perfectly. Beautiful. I didn't do that. Much the only thing that straight. could have been better is if the movie came out in May. <laughs> this is true. And it's March, and it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's not that great. But I'm excited for this film. I think the animation looks great. Uh, I think it's a film that's going to have a lot of humor. I think uh, that it leans into tropes that like we've seen in like 80s comedies. Like it reminds me a lot of Teen Wolf. It, right? it feels very much like a like not satire, but maybe like more homage to that style of like middle school like boy meets world mm. like type of like sitcom-y and we've gotten humor. to the point where we can make movies about middle schoolers in the 90s and you can be nostalgic about that yes kind exactly of i mean growing up as a middle schooler in the early 2000s not much has changed at least from the 90s yeah. to the 2000s like i wonder if even like today's kids will like relate to like the idea of like oh my gosh it's boy band pop star yes i'm totally fangirling they do is the equivalent just like it's tiktok BTS. stars oh my gosh bts you're so right <laughs> what i do and we already said that like the animation is going to be amazing of course it's I, pixar and i know this what i'm about to bring up is sony reminds me of mitchell's versus the machines in the oh, yeah? way in which it's like kind of going outside of the boundaries of like 
okay, you've seen everything you've seen so far in terms of the animation style is gonna stay this way mm-hmm. for the rest of the hour and 35, 45 minutes of the movie. But it seems yeah. like I don't think that the animation style that we see in the first five minutes is gonna be the same animation style that we see throughout the entire movie. Right. It's I, blurring the lines between like, oh, you want like realistic animation, but yeah. also we're gonna make it kind of like comic-y and pulpy and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like, like flashy. Because and... that's what animation is supposed to do. It's supposed to break the boundary between what you can represent with like live action and like to hyper, you know, uh, hyper focus on like different emotions and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I don't know. This seems like a perfect story to be told in animation, right? Because oh, totally. you can do things that you can't in live action. It, the CGI costs would be crazy. Yeah, for, for the giant red panda to come every other t- 10 minutes. And I think it's cool that it's not like <laughs> A secret thing like she's letting her friends know and her friends are like embracing her as like i true. like the new you yeah kind of this thing. is true it's definitely giving me like encanto vibes of being like this sort of like family like funny story but that really has a lot of and that's really just pixar and disney in general but like i think people are going to be discussing like what this means to like be uncomfortable with parts of yourselves but being able to like be vulnerable with them and show them to your friends and have them accept who you are and also be open with your family and having your family like share like, the incredible parts about your life mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. because they might be able to, like, help you understand yep. that, what you're going through better. Yep. Um, and I think that's what's really important with, like, family and kids media today is, like, it's all well and good to have a fun story with a bunch of fart jokes you can laugh at. But I think it's even better when it has a, like, an opening, like we've mentioned, into a discourse. And we can invite our children into film discourse with us when it applies to, like, mm-hmm. things that they might go through and applications that they might be able to make in their real lives. And I love how this character, before she discovers this, um, the effects of her emotions turning her into this panda, is not like a character that is really shy and then has to like hide behind this too. But like, she's already very vibrant. She's already very like outgoing. And I actually like love that Disney could have done it the other way around where it's a shy girl. And I think I felt like when I first watched the very first trailer of this movie, like when she's in the classroom, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is girl, very quiet. And she has to wrestle with this like massive panda inside of her. And so I didn't really understand the plot. But now that like the second trailer or third trailer, this most recent trailer that has come out, it is beautiful how vibrant that she stays for at least yeah. me all the way through. Like, yeah. I love it. I love how yeah. exciting she is. She owns her personality before she has the panda issue. Yep. And then the panda is like a setback. But then like, she also, I think we, we're going to see like, she learns how to own the panda side mm-hmm. of herself as well. You know? I love it. Um, I know for a fact, this is going to be one person's favorite movie this year. Veronica's older sister, Catherine has loved red pandas since she was itty bitty. And mm. the moment I saw the trailer, I said, Catherine, is going to love this movie. Mm. So I'm very excited just to see the look of delight on her face yeah. when she's able to watch this movie. Will you make Catherine pay the $35 to stream it off of Disney Plus? No, they already it's have. free on oh. Disney Plus. Oh, it's free? Oh, it's not doing it's that not, premiere access. No, pre- no, 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 no way. No. Yeah, uh, Disney did this with all the Pixar films they sent straight to Disney Plus. They've been free, which is kind of oh. another thing that people are butthurt about because uh you had to pay for jungle cruise you had to play for black widow yeah you didn't have to pay for soul you didn't have to pay for luca that's true you even had Teeth. to pay for uh corella and for raya even when raya went to premium access mm. so Disney's just like pixar is a free thing yeah. you know but pixar soul like, is way better than raya i think just they're both saying. good films mm-hmm. they're good for different reasons though mm. 
I thought Raya was fine. Anyways. But I do think, <laughs> not thinking about it, like, Turning Red is, like, a weird part of, like, Pixar's, like, history right now. Because it is, like, this different voices narrative. And it feels weird that all the, like, diverse voices have been shoved to Disney+. And then the next Pixar movie, which is the Buzz Lightyear movie, is going to theaters. Just mm. something to chew on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, are we exposing uh, these industries? On our these podcast? industries. Uh, no, Bob Iger do not cover us. Our <laughs> okay, is okay. Bob Bob Chapek. Yeah, well, you know, we all know Iger is still pulling Iger all the strings not. that he wants. Chapek is running this company into the ground. Uh, <laughs> I saw one of my friends, or that yeah, one of my friends that I follow on like Instagram and TikTok is like a very avid like lives in LA and goes to the parks up there all the time. Um, and literally just saw Bob Chapek like walking between California Adventure and Disneyland like on his phone, no security, like nothing around really? him, just wow, dude, oh, just cruising between the parks, and they were just taking a video behind him, like, should I jump this man? Oh my god, <laughs> make him pay for your Disney Genie Plus. He has the money. Well, we've gone through the first two trailers on yeah, this episode. It's, it's time for one of the things we love about Preview Review is the games we get to play. Mm, I love the games we get oh. to play. Um, and Ryan, today you and I get to play a game alongside one another. Normally one mm, of us is wait. like quizzing the other or something like that. Um, because normally we're the only two here. But now that we have Austin, this is we true. get to rely on him it's to true. lead us through a game. He's oh. the guest, but we made him do work. Yeah, and we also told him exactly what to do for us. So, like, he's going to lead the segment, but it was, like, our idea. Do you have a, do you have a name for the segment? I hate to... It's kind of nebulous. Right now, okay. what I wrote is called Guess, Guess Austin's, Austin's Favorite, favorite movies, movies, parentheses, trailer, audio, close parentheses. Okay, well, we're going to go through five of these. Yeah, so the way this game is going to work is we've asked Austin to, to select some of his favorite movies of his lifetime. These movies could have come out any time between the invention of film... Uh, until, like, you, today. Wait, is he gonna show me the trailer for the train coming at No, people? you're gonna have to listen to it. But that's a silent movie. I can't I Yeah, can't you see won't that. be able to know. We have to just guess. It's gonna be Damn, Austin's gonna just play five silence. silent movie trailers? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Austin's it's gonna actually... pull up the trailers for some of his favorite movies of all time, and Ryan and I, we're not gonna see them, we're just gonna hear the audio. And then, as soon as one of us knows, thinks we know what movie it is, uh, we're gonna buzz in, uh, Austin's gonna pause the audio, we're gonna guess the movie, um, if that person gets it right, they'll get a point. If they get it wrong, the other person will have the chance to steal and get a point. And then if both of us get it wrong, Austin, you can just tell us what the movie is. Okay. 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 Hold up while when... we get our yeah, buzzers ready. ready. Okay. Um, um, these uh, five movies are in no particular order. Um, just picking some that are important to me in my journey of um, being an avid film watcher. I All love right. that. Thank you. Um, so I think I've gotten my sound. This is the buzzer that you'll hear when I buzz in. Oh, I need to make it louder. Mm, yeah, you do. How's it's this? a good... Sure, we'll take that. Oh! Well, they're similar. Should they I kinda, get a different... Uh, no, they felt No, fine. mine's a little bit... Mine's the Among Us alert buzzer. I could... Mm. I, I could do great. this. Oh! Well, no. Okay. <laughs> fine, I'll go back to Windows error message. Okay. I can't use Who's Lies It Anyway. That's long. I like that really one. No, that's long. too long. I'm going with that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, if you have your buzzer selected, I'm going to play the first trailer here. Let's do it. Let's here do it. Here we go. Usually. 
When there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a uh, lineup. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess the other guys. Incorrect. Mm, it sounded like Mark Wahlberg to me. Do you have a guess, Tyler? It definitely feels like one of those, like, and once you think it's a serious crime drama, but then it ends up being a comedy. Mm. I get that flavor from it. Do you want me to play um, just a little bit more? Would you, you get like a to do so many okay, guess? Okay, I get okay, a little Okay, here we go, here we go. There's only one real suspect. This whole thing is a shakedown. And there's no way they'd lie in five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser! Kaiser! He saw Kaiser Sosa. And these are not the usual oh. suspects. Oh. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's the usual suspects. They're really screaming it out. Yeah, as soon as I got Kaiser Sosa. The usual, yeah. the usual. Yeah. I love the usual suspect. My journey of watching the usual suspect was I watched on Netflix with my friend. The cover art on Netflix, if it's still on Netflix, I don't know, is... Sorry, I need to ask permission. Do we do spoilers on this podcast? I mean, uh, that movie, movie came out forever ago. Right? Okay, well... But, well, it shows this, the, the, who the killer is on the cover, right? It kind of does, and you didn't but really notice. Here's the thing, though. Until it's the interesting. end. Have you know, did you know that Netflix actually changes the covers based on who the profile it is? Because so oh. it'll so that poster might not be the same poster for everybody. Sure, but so for it, me they just gave it away. It's tailor made for you it. specifically. So it might have that actor on it because maybe you like movies with that actor in it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We know the legend uh, well The legend. I, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I would have said that I would have said that pre two thousand fifteen or whenever that happened. The legend but of Mr. Spacey. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin Spacey was in this one did an incredible job Austin, before he became a next, terrible let's person. Let's just play the okay, next one. Get out of this. Here we go. Here we go. You, can, you can edit that one out. <laughs> for the record, so sorry. For the record, I think that was a point for me. I just want to make sure yeah, we're keeping no, track of the sure, board. No, for sure, for sure. It just took them saying the title for you to get it. Here we go. <laughs> I got it on, I can, no, no, no. I got it on Kaiser Soze. I got it on Kaiser Soze. I didn't need the, I didn't need the title. I just needed the main character's name. Okay. Okay. Um, obviously doing these through YouTube, got to wait for the ad to be done. Uh, the second movie was an incredible movie as well. Took a visit to the Oscars, did some great work Okay, enough hints. Oh my gosh. All these movies are going to be it. They're going to be in the Oscars. All these. Okay. Was the useless suspects? I would Oscar assume night? so. It was a great movie. Mm. Was the other guy I bet Oscar that on? terrible, <laughs> that so. terrible <laughs> scumbag Kevin Spacey was nominated for something for that movie. I mean, he got his Oscar for American Beauty. That's true. Okay, here we go. Is this Parasite? It is Parasite. (laughs) And, you know, it was... And I realized... As I was playing this, the Korean dialogue was going to give it away quite immediately. As well, you both know that I don't I watch many Korean. I almost buzzed Parasite, but then I was like, maybe Austin has another favorite foreign <laughs> I could, film. I could. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Parasite was one of those movies where it really turned you on yeah, your back. Did. Like, just, you didn't know what it was going to be at all. And I and I didn't watch the trailer or anything for it. I didn't even know it was all going to be in Korean. But the, the first 45 minutes feel like, what is this? What is it? But then once they get there, 
you're like, oh my gosh, this premise is incredible. Yeah, like the so way good. they set this up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the a two bad I didn't get one of those cheesy like voiceover trailers. Oh. In a world I know, I where one family <laughs> gets a job in the same house. Like, <laughs> has this ever happened to you? <laughs> okay. This is movie trailer number three. Tell me once again why I got on this roof. I chopped that up to bad life choices. <laughs> in the toughest city in the world, nobody fights crime like these guys. Uh, somebody call 9-1. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is bad boys. No, it is oh. not bad boys. And when we get to what this is, I'll explain why this trailer was built incredibly for this game. Okay, keep playing it. I need a little more time, please. And then there's the other guys. Stop humming that is song. Is this the other guys? <laughs> did you? It's surprisingly the other guys. I can't. I, I can't believe I guessed first that. First of all, first. I did not watch these trailers before I picked these. I can't believe they are just giving the title <laughs> within the first twenty seconds of the. Wait. I Why so, I, I love this because it's confusing. They open this trailer up with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Sam Jackson, right? And Sam Jackson. And so people that watch this trailer for at least the first ten seconds think they're signing. They're gonna probably be able to see a co like this this cop duo and Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Samuel L. Jackson. The movie that you're promised with movie. those two is very different than what it's you so get with Will different. Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. But for man, sure. they had all four of them here. I just incredible. I definitely recognize Sam Jackson's voice, but I was like, it's gotta be like well, he's not in Bad Boys. I know, but I just was like, maybe he is. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. And I thought you would have like thought Pulp right... Fiction. Honestly, but... I thought someone would have thought no. Pulp Fiction. Okay, here we go. It's getting harder. By the way. That last one. I, I really hope that... I had a split second where I thought of the other guys, but I was like, that's just in my head because Ryan said it earlier. There's no <laughs> way it's that movie. Oh, this is going to be a great one. Okay, got an ad. This movie, though, was released in a time where they were probably doing so many voiceover narration, narrations for trailers where they probably might say the name of it. We'll but out. I'm going to hope that this one does not. Okay, here is movie number four. Welcome to Miami Mutual Bank. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check here, and then I'd like to take you out for a steak dinner. Oh. Are you a real-life pilot? I sure am, little lady. The jump seat is open. It's been a while since I've done this. Which one's the jump seat again? Dr. Connors to the ER. Dr. Connors to the ER. This is irrefutable evidence that the defendant is lying. Is this Liar Liar? It is not Liar Liar. I have no clue. I will play it further on for Tyler. Special Agent Hanratty, FBI. Oh, I know what it is. That's so long. (laughs) This is Catch Me If You Can. This is Catch Me If You Can. Oh, what a great movie. So Tom good. Hanks, Young Tom Leo. Tom Hanks and Young Leo. Oh. And young Leo for a second sounded like Matthew Broderick to me. I was oh, like, is this Ferris Bueller? But it didn't. I, I know the dialogue in that movie pretty well. But yes, I totally. Once I got Tom Hanks, I confirmed it. This is a great movie. Okay. I've never seen it. Really? Really? It's a movie. Ryan, a great spot. movie. A great, great movie. movie. Okay, this trailer might. This one, I, I have to assume, is the hardest. All right, and, and wait, this is the last one, right? This is the last two. one. Tiebreaker. This is the last... You're two and two? Yeah. And we're going to end like this? 
on possibly one that neither of you are going to get. Oh my gosh. Not because Austin wins. <laughs> I mean, Austin does could win. That be, we could that be hit. okay? Well, let's see here. Here is the final trailer. Shoot me. Come on. No, I can't shoot it. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you do it? Magic. I'll perform this piece. I know what it is too. The prestige. Oh, yeah. nice! I you got just it took right the word magic. Yeah. So wait. Okay. Here's the thing. You, Jackman, right? you heard the scene. Wait. Can we just acknowledge? Yes. Uh, first of all. Yeah. Yes. Okay, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you, it was like you. such great effort. Nobody. I you. almost hit the buzzer, um, but I wanted. Okay. To now you can talk about it. It's Hugh Jackman, but Christian Bale is in that scene. Oh, that was Christian Bale yes. talking. Okay. Can you? So the scene. Can, just played are you able to kind of name what happened in that scene it's okay if not this would just be bonus points is it is that the, does he catch the bullet he does catch yeah. the bullet oh my gosh yeah well yes. okay so i remember the prestige love the prestige but there's also another like old-timey magic movie that came out oh, around the same the time illusionist. called the illusionist with oh. which was like again like one of those things where like Two movies got similar spec scripts and they just both developed it and like you know like uh white house down in olympus has fallen like, and they just kind of come out around the same time, and you're just like, this seems like the same movie twice, bug's life but they're not. Mm. Um, so, I, I think I saw The Illusionist first, and I was like, this movie isn't that good. And then people hyped up The Prestige, and I was like, that movie wasn't that good. But then I actually watched The Real Prestige, and I was like, oh, that movie's That's good. incredible. I just love <laughs> The Prestige, just, for me, never made me feel like I actually knew, like, what was true. And that's why I yeah, love it so much. that's one of those great... That's why I love it's it. It's Nolan, right? Yeah. It's yep. one of those great Nolan twists. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank well, you. Hey, Austin. you know what? Thanks for letting me do that. Now, uh, what's Tyler's prize? Yeah, oh, what do I Tyler, win? You at some point within the next couple months, anytime oh. I'm driving to work, if you call me or text me within the time I'm driving to work, and you request that I take you to work, oh okay, and bring you home, you sound disappointed. Well, I mean, I was just thinking. <laughs> well, just think about this. Okay. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't. Pay I think instead of me this. winning something, I think uh, Ryan gets a punishment, and that punishment is that he has to watch Catch Me If You Can. Or why is it a punishment? I, don't I think know. it's a good movie. It, it sounds like, like <laughs> first of all. no, it is good. It's just it's like you have to do something. Could Ryan just take you to work and the time I would have? It's way easier. For I you could just drive myself to work. <laughs> you sure? You we're at my apartment right now. Same. We're like honestly, six minutes away from where we were. Honestly, work. I set up the prize that way because I feel like you've been having a hard time getting to work, and so that I just want to. What is that? Honestly, the I just, I'm used honestly the I entire was time for you today. The only reason why I'm on okay, the podcast enough. is because I'm concerned. Enough. Honestly, that's the only reason why I'm here. Austin, I don't even need to get your a ride to work because I am everywhere all the time. Ooh, all if I had one, <laughs> so close to being cool. If if I had one, would you have driven me to my work? Oh, all the way 30, 45 minutes away from my apartment, of course, in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Kearney, call. It's Kearney Mesa. I don't know where. Oh, yeah. Austin's go to prizes. He's just Uber. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, not an Uber okay. gift card. Me Uber gift card. Yeah. I will Uber you. Um. Yeah. As referenced to by my failed transition yeah. segue earlier, uh, the next trailer we're talking about on today's episode is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. Uh, I'm so excited for this one. This movie comes out yep. on March 25th. It's directed by Daniels, which is Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner. And you may know them from doing a little project called Swiss Army Man. Um, Ryan loves that movie. It was one of my favorite movies of 2016. And Daniel Radcliffe really it. just went off of... Um, Got away from Harry Potter and yeah. went straight to that. But we're not talking about it. Swiss Army, man. So sorry. We're talking about everything everywhere. Of course, else. let's stay on. And that movie stars Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Su, Kaywee Kwan, James Hong, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate, and Harry Shum Jr. Hmm. 
What do we see in this trailer, y'all? I that's see a whole bunch of shit. I see, and I've been waiting all day to say this after I watched the trailer just to like really get it fresh. What I love about this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, I'm not even gonna let you. It's just my opinion. You can't say crap to this. A24 meets Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I love it. I mm. love the idea that like it seems so far from what I've seen from this trailer is like she is like fighting people from different places, different enemies, maybe conquering different enemies or like hard people that she deals with in her work and in her family and her life. And she's like conquering all of those like difficult people in different alternate universes. So maybe in the one that she's in, she can muster up like the courage to like conquer whatever she needs to conquer. And to me, it's like you have like the evil, whatever the exes, the evil exes of Scott Pilgrim. And it's, I feel like the stage has been set like that where she's on this conquest of like battling mm. these egos yeah. Yeah. and sort of like having the ability to channel like otherworldly powers that like yeah. you wouldn't have known were possible until you like try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. we've alluded to it, but in case you haven't seen this trailer, what's going on in this trailer is Michelle Yeoh is working at like a corporate office and then all of a sudden, like, her husband appears, but it's not her husband. It's a, her husband from a different multiverse. And he's like, I need you to help me save the multiverse. And she's like, you're crazy. You got the wrong person. He goes, no, you can access all the abilities of all the other yous and all the other multiverses. And we need to travel between those multiverses to beat the bad guys and save the day. Michelle Yeoh plays a character named Evelyn, which I think is clever because, like, everything, everywhere, Evelyn, oh. I think is very clever uh, naming of this character. And she's apparently got, like, a bunch of other versions of herself across these different universes. Mm. Um, she can channel their powers, whether it be, like, incredible kung fu skills or, like, Sword sign fighting. spinning. Sign <laughs> spinning. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's funny because she has, like, a scene where, like, you see one multiverse version of her doing sign spinning outside on a street corner. And then the other version of her is using the sign spinning skills to, like, spin a shield to defend a bunch of, like, oh, swords okay. and shit. So you're, like, channeling skills that you have in one universe into another universe. It looks very crazy. There's all kinds of, like, fragmented. Like, it looks like the, the shot is made to look like the screen is, like, splitting apart because you see her, like, fragmented between her different, like, not personalities, but different... Version I guess of versions of herself. Um, and then we also have that really cool shot at the end of the trailer, which I love, which is the same still shot, close-up of Michelle Yeoh's face, but it's cycling between all these different backgrounds and even styles. Like, there's an animated version yeah. and different costumes and stuff, but it's still her face to show that it's, like, one person, but being experienced across, like, whatever hundreds of different realities. Um, it looks super cool. I love that we're getting some, like, interesting multiverse content that doesn't need to tie into, like, a comic book or superhero story um it's just like the concept of multiverses as discussed across you know whatever science fiction in mm -hmm. general um so i'm really excited for this and maybe okay. i don't want to know this yet but what is your guys's take because i'm stumped what is the take on the googly eye i have no uh, clue but the googly eye is like a very like key symbol because it's on the movie yeah, poster and stuff yeah. like that I'm interested to know how that gets sort of fleshed mm -hmm. out. And I'm also interested, just like, there's a lot of different visual gags or, like, tropes that are being utilized. Googly eyes are one. Another one is, like, when they, like, go to beat somebody up instead of, like, actually falling, they, like, explode into confetti. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, a couple, like, key gags that are being used by these directors, Daniels, which, like, I here I haven't seen it, but from Swiss Army Man, they do a lot of, like, sort of, like, absurdist 
comedy yeah. mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. So they're channeling that into the story as well. So I'm I'm interested to see sort of how that's represented and what other like stylistic choices they make to use humor as like another layer or lens um, of this movie. I'm I'm super stoked for it. It also feels like one of those movies where I'm not going to know where the fuck it's going or what's happening until like it happens. Yeah, um, totally. it gives me very much like sorry to bother you energy, mm-hmm. which was a movie where like. I loved the trailer and I was super interested yeah. in seeing the movie. And then when I actually went to go see it, I could never have expected where it was going to go. So I'm just super excited and I'm kind of all in. And I love that A24 is like taking the chance and doing something like completely off the wall and absurdist yeah. like this when they also do like very grounded and down to earth like mm-hmm. character dramas. I like that they're trying to show some versatility in the type of stories that are getting put out there into the world yeah i think they started with the green knight they did with the land is really out there so is uh, yeah they've done stuff like absurd well, yeah. stuff. this is, this is the farthest this is i think maybe potentially the farthest yeah. a24 yeah. has gone off the spectrum of like realism for sure hmm. um i think it's cool how they're playing with the multiverse aspect like there's shots in this trailer like quick quick blink and you miss it shots of like animation like we mm-hmm. go to a universe that's all animated. And a singing, like, raccoon uh-huh. type thing. Or you go to a universe where everyone's hands are made of hot dogs. Like, right. just crazy things like that that have, like, again, like, lean into that absurdist humor. And, like, I agree. It does, like, give you Scott Pilgrim vibes of, like, this otherworldly thing. Like, and I love Scott Pilgrim and I love Swiss Army Man. So, I mean, I didn't make yeah. that connection until now. And it's the perfect marriage. So mm. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very stoked. It's going to be um, incredible. And I feel like that's pretty much where we have to leave this conversation because I don't know that much more about this movie. And I don't no, really want to because I want to well, go in with fresh eyes um, and just take it Fresh googly eyes? Yes. Maybe that's it. Well, if I put googly eyes over my eyes, I won't actually be able to watch the movie. So then I feel like I'll No, you have to put one in the middle of oh, your yeah, forehead. Oh, yeah, one right here. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't do that. You just, well, maybe you can bring a pet rock with googly eyes like in the trailer and buy him his own seat. Oh, he was yeah. cute. <laughs> All right, next trailer. Yeah, there's no way. Last <laughs> trailer. To go City oh my hard. gosh, the last trailer. The Lost trailer? No, the last, the last trailer is the, the Lost City. Yeah. Austin, your time with us is almost coming to a close. I know. It's okay, I there's know. another game afterwards. Yeah. Okay, let's just talk about the trailer and get it over with. Okay. Yeah. The Lost City comes out March 25th and is directed by Aaron and Adam Nee, who have directed previously directed Band of Robbers. And this stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Divine Joy Randolph, Patty Harrison, Oscar Nunez, Brad Pitt, and Bone Yang. That's right, Brad Jeez Pitt's in this movie, baby. It's loaded. It is loaded. I just want to, just real quick, I don't know how many I can name off on the top of my head, but Sandra Bullock is a lucky woman. I mean, first of all, getting to work with both Channing Tatum and Brad Dana Pitt is Radcliffe. crazy. Dana yeah, Brad Pitt. The conventionally attractive Yeah, one. sure, sure, sure. And then, <laughs> but think about this. The proposal... My dream is to work with Daniel Radcliffe and Bo and Yang. <laughs> the proposal was with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, like, she just gets... Well, she got her start with Speed. Which and was with, Keanu with Keanu Reeves. In a young Keanu Reeves. And Speed 2 with Willem Dafoe. She yeah. Speed 2? A yes. mildly young William Dafoe. <laughs> like, oh. mid-age William Dafoe, which is in itself a good prime. So in The Lost City, we see Sandra Bullock is this sort of like adventure romance novel writer. And she's like picturing herself in the scenario that she's writing. Then she realizes it doesn't make any sense. And she deletes everything and things are like disappearing around her. And then we see she's just like, you know, classic case of writer's block. She doesn't know where to put her characters, how to really challenge herself in her next writing adventure. Even though it looks like she's already pretty successful. Lots of people are fans of her books. And they're particularly fans of the very handsome and muscular cover model that are, is on the front cover of all of her books. 
which is played by Channing Tatum. Mm, Not the actual character that's being written about, that's just sure. in Tidger Bogue's head, but the person that's pictured on the books is just a model that Channing Tatum plays. Um, like Fabio. Yeah, exactly, like Fabio. Um, but then, plot twist, Daniel Radcliffe ca- uh, kidnaps Sandra mm. Bullock. Well, not really kidnapping. Well, kind of. Seems like she kind of goes against her will, but yeah. like it's not like a bag over the head, handcuff right. behind the but back. But nobody knows where she is. Like they say, she's missing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but because he, he thinks that she's the key to finding the real lost city of gold or uh, sure. treasure or yeah. something. The book's called The Lost City of D. Like some kind of like archaeology like if we find this we'll be very rich for some reason i never understand the like you know archaeology MacGuffins. i'm like cool we found an old rock i guess it's got to go to a museum like how do you make money off of it belongs in a museum (laughs) i'm just you know i'm just a good old indie at heart um i wouldn't be able to make Mm, self-profit over a fossil (laughs) your integrity is incredible thank you for saying that i appreciate it um and then Channing Tatum's like, she's missing and I'm going to go find her. I'm going to prove I'm more than just a model. I can be a real hero That's and right. I can rescue her. Mm-hmm. And then she hits the fan and, you know, they try and escape this jungle. And, and they're he's like getting leeches on their rescuer. back and their car tumbles down a hill and it's all for laughs. Um, but then at the end of the trailer, a real hero shows up. Brad Pitt. Wow. Blonde. Blonde Brad. And, he Blonde ma- Pitt. and he's got the long hair just like Channing oh, yeah, Tatum did with, you know... In, on when, the cover. in 21 Jump Street when yeah. he was uh, he's sort of like teenager. supposed to be like the real life equivalent of like the type of character yes. that Sandra would like write about yeah. Um, and so then you know we're getting like the adventure we're getting the comedy we're getting the romance hinted mm-hmm. at so we're kind of basically getting like the type of book that Sandra Bullock's character would write in this movie but like as the movie itself it's mm-hmm. kind of meta in that way it is yeah I think it looks like a lot of fun it looks like a, the type of comedies that barely get made these days where it's like we're just gonna throw like a bunch of famous people in a jungle and they're gonna go on some adventure but it doesn't matter because yeah. we're gonna laugh along the way yeah and it almost gives me like adult version of like the dora movie that came out recently where it's like this is a comedy adventure movie that's got some heart to it as well that's set in the but jungle. it's not like derived from a nickelodeon thing it's just like meant to be its own universe mm-hmm. where there's like fun characters and you get to like explore their quirks and their relationships which is always like a fun type of comedy like you yeah. know that's where we get some of the best types of comedies that come together is like you know things that are heralded for years to come are just unique characters mm-hmm. interacting in a funny way yeah yeah, I'll just say we're gonna see Channing Tatum's butt one way or another in this movie. I think it is gonna mm. be a bare butt scene, some way somehow. <laughs> the leeches. Yep, and I maybe was the leeches. To see if that was coming back because you back. had mentioned that we were gonna it's talk back. about a butt before, it and was... I didn't want an empty promise. Right. I know this is the last trailer. We got to talk about a butt. Yeah, no, it's gonna be there. And if they don't do it, then they did the movie wrong because I think it's it's gonna be called for. It's mm. gonna be called for somewhere. What if we see Brad Pitt and Channing Tatum's butts like side by side, and then Sandra Bullock? Like, too much butt has to choose. Do you too much will be able to know the difference? Between Channing and I feel like Brad's. I could tell. I could tell. Okay. All right. Just yeah. not from experience, just instincts. Like Instinctual. Gut, just like, I know. Like, gut reaction. Like, if you showed me three pictures of a butt, I could tell you that one's probably Brad Pitt, that one's probably Channing Tatum, and that one's probably Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I could guess. I think I'd get it pretty right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Austin, a thing we'd like to do with comedies, actually, is we like to ask the question, what was your favorite joke in the trailer? Oh my gosh, my favorite joke in the trailer was when Brad Pitt came in to help Sandra Bullock and he just went strangely to the crotch. Just to the crotch. <laughs> and under his breath, 
Channing said, well, she doesn't need help down there. And that's what I thought was very That's humorous. a good one. Yeah. What do you think, Tyler? What's your favorite My joke? favorite joke in the trailer is just when they're at the top of the hill and they've like barely obviously survived with their vehicle intact. And then it just takes a slight, yes. slight tumble to go all the way down the cliff. Yes. And they just kind of, it keeps cutting back and forth to the car smashing into a different section of the cliff and to Channing and Sandra at the top of the hill. Oh. And they're just like, oh, 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 good. Okay, <laughs> I just love that like cutting back and forth moment. It's it's great. Yeah, uh, my favorite moment has already been mentioned. It's the the leeches in the butt moment. Mm. I think it's pretty funny. He says something like the leeches are stuck in my butt or something like a big old smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Smoothie. oh jamba juice, jamba juice, like a jamba juice. Yeah, it's funny. Well, I, I, I wasn't gonna say jamba juice because now we have to pay money to reference the brand. We do not. Oh, no, I think I think I said Jane Jane does Jenga juice, Jenga juice, Jenga juice. Wait, Jenga's also a copyright. No, but not Jenga Juice. It's a different thing. All right. Well, that's The Lost City. I don't know. Do we have any more things to say about this movie? It looks fun. Um, I don't know if it's a movie. It looks like the perfect type of movie to go see, like, two weeks after it's released, like a 9 p.m. showing where there's, like, no one else in the theater. With a bunch of your friends. And just have a great time. And it's the beginning of the year. That's what it, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Um, Well, those are all our trailers, but that's not the end of the episode, Austin. And I thought it was. You're wrong. Okay, I need to cancel some plans then. Yeah. We still have one more game to play. This game I devised maniacally to make you all have the most fun, obviously. Was I told about the game? I'm just trying to remember. No. I haven't been told. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Wait, yes, I think so. We'll Maybe find out. We're we'll going to explain it right now, yeah. so it's all good. Because the listener hasn't been told about the game. <laughs> okay. okay. Just... So this game is the highest paid actors of 2021 Price is mm. Right style. So basically... I found a variety variety article that said these are the highest paid actors of last year, but not based on like the movies that came out that year, based on like the money they earned for a single project that year. So some of the movies might not even be out yet, like or might not have come out last year. So like Sandra Bullock's on this list, but for the amount of money she got paid for The Lost City, which we just talked about, it's obviously not out yet. Right. So because she made the money by signing to that movie in 2021. Okay, makes sense. So the game is, I will give you the actor and the project they got the money for. And then we'll take turns going back and forth, guessing the price. And price is the right rule. So who's ever closest without going over will win the point. Okay. All right, sound good? Um, could I just ask, yeah, just you can for ask anything. a question you can here? Do whatever um, you want. I just need to know, do actors, and do they get paid like football players get paid nowadays where like, the really good ones get like the hundred million. I mean, these are the highest paid actors. So but it's for a like, single project. For a single project, it's and I not like do you have salary, an like example for... on mind? Like, tell me maybe a Leo, what he got for Reverend, or like oh, here. I can pull up the variety yeah, article. I just, just need like somewhere to go. He needs a base. Need, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. thank Give you, me thank one you. Because surprisingly, it's I just don't more than like things. more than like a thousand dollars, but then probably less than like a billion dollars. Okay, that's. That's, that's a very huge gap, narrow. Tyler, thank yeah. you. Um, okay, I'm pulling up the list, and I'll choose an actor that I didn't put on the list, so you'll understand exactly thank what you, we're talking about. Thank you, thank about. you. Like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio last year made $25 million for Don't Look Up. Thank you, got it. Or, like, Tom Cruise only got paid $13 million for Top Gun Maverick. Okay. But mm. he'll get paid... because it's a passion project. But he'll also get paid more based on the box office earnings. Okay. So these numbers are not taking into account the earnings of the box office. So we're talking, probably or talking any between like the five to like 
50 million range. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so the highest paid actor. Oh, and these are all rounded to the closest, uh, like. To the closest million. 5 million. 5 million? Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the highest paid actor of last year was Daniel Craig. Mm. But he got paid this kind of is cheating, but it's one payout. He got paid this much when he signed on to the Knives Out sequels. So two and three. So it's a combined total. It's one project because they paid him for one project, but it's two movies. For Knives Out 2 and 3, how much did they pay to get Daniel Craig? Um, whoever wants to go first can go first, and then we'll alternate going back and forth, because I feel like that's more fair. Knives Out was a great success. It was. 2 and 3, you know, getting paid for two movies at one time. It's got to oh, be a good sum. Here. It also might help to let you know that these movies are going straight to Netflix. Yes. Oh, so there's going to be no they have extra as, box office yeah. revenue to give him. I think they paid, I'm going to say... 30 million for Daniel Craig for both of them. 30 million? Like, wait, are you saying 30 million for Knives Out 2 and then 30 million for Knives no, Out 3? So total together. 60? No, total 30. 15 okay. for each. I think it's too high. I'm going 27. Mm. Sorry, Austin. Tyler wins this point, even though he's nowhere close to the right answer. Really? It's the that much? The $100 million. No wow. way. Yes. So they do get paid like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's incredible. But that's the highest paid actor of last year. Oh, which you did say. He's in number the very one. Beginning, He's number I one. Totally. Yep. Sorry. All right. I can't believe that. Uh, number two is Dwayne Johnson for a movie called Red One, which is yep. another Netflix film. It's yep. not Red Notice, which came oh, out. Oh, is it the that's sequel? What I thought no, it was. it's something else. Uh, it's Red One. It's not Red Notice, which was with Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. This is Red One with Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans. In a Netflix film. Mm. So how much did Netflix pay to get DJ for Red One? For one movie. You get to go first this time. Oh, yeah, you are. Time. You do have to go first this time. I'll go Dwayne Johnson, 53 million. Mm. Oh, wait. Here, it might help because it's, I rounded to the nearest five. five million, so, so 55 or 50. Oh, 55. Okay. I think that's too high. I don't think they got Dwayne Johnson for one movie that's not a sequel like for less than Daniel Craig got, I think it's got to be lower than fifty. I'm gonna go thirty-five million. Mm. Sorry, Austin, you were closer, but we're playing prices right rules, and you went above. Mm. It was fifty million. Oh dang! Oh, that hurts. So when I asked you fifty-three, oh. do you want fifty-five or fifty? You chose oh, the wrong one. Lost the coin flip there. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, that hurts. Okay, right. okay. Third highest grossing wow. or third highest paid actor was Will Smith. For King Richard, a movie that went to HBO Max and to box office. So, how much did Will Smith get paid for King Richard? Hmm. I wonder if these are in descending order. Like, is this one now less than fifty million? Yes. Oh, okay. It's the third. I'm gonna go thirty-five million again. I feel comfortable about that number. Okay, Austin. Forty. Austin, you're right on the money. Forty million. Forty million. Wow. That movie, dude. He's King Richard. Crazy. (laughs) Wow. Um, that also might have to do like with maybe some producing uh, fee because I think he helped produce that movie right, too. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Now we're moving to the women, who unfortunately so are paid I've got less. I've got two got points two, and, and Austin has one. got one. And there's three left. So okay, it's finished. anyone's game right now. So, yeah. If Austin sweeps, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. But you understand what I'm saying. All right. The highest paid actress of last year was Jennifer Lawrence for a film called Don't Look Up on mm-hmm. Netflix. Uh, so. It went to a couple theaters, but that wasn't where the most of the 
people saw it. Um, mm-hmm. Who guessed first last time? I did. So yeah, Austin. I'll go 65 million. 65 million. Oh, wait. I might say, I want, I will want to tell you this so you, you can take that guess back. All of these women were paid less than all of the men that I've talked about. So Will Smith got wow. 40, so they're all less than 40. Wow, that's actually insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. And none of these were, um, none of these women were in the top five of the highest. Dwayne Johnson movies. got $50 million to be in a movie that nobody cares about. That's just him doing the same thing again. Well, Oscar winner Jennifer Lawrence got paid less than yeah, that. It's insane. Well, Dwayne Johnson Ridiculous. is like when you look at the number of like box office tickets sold, his like if his name is attached to it, the movie does significantly better. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna take Jennifer Lawrence over The Rock any day of the week in terms. We'll of get to that movie. part of the game. Okay. We'll Sorry. Okay. So this is take two. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess for Jennifer Lawrence is going to be. 35 million. 35 million. Mm. I think it's lower. I think she got paid 15 million. Mm. Austin, you went too high again. Really? It was 25 million, so Tyler gets the point. Wow. I, maybe because I just thought Jennifer Lawrence was worth 35 million. What I a mean, bummer. In our hearts, she is. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 35 okay. million, okay. 25 so million. Wait, at that was, point, what's the difference? I'll take either one. I guess so. I guess so. Mm. I'll take the difference. So, 10 million. Tyler has three, Austin has two. If Austin wants to tie the game, he has to get both of these. I'm he has to get going both for the points. tie. Yep. Okay. All right. The tie on tie. Next highest paid actress is Julia Roberts Good for a for Netflix her. movie that hasn't come out and I haven't even heard of before this called Leave the World Behind and it's based on some book that people like. Okay. Hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence is at 25. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with 15 million for this one. 15? Austin? I wanted 15. I mean, so you can price his right and just go 10. I'm going to go 10. Or 20. Or 20. No, I'm going 10. Okay. Are you sure? It, well, now I feel like I just have to go 10 and suck it up. <laughs> that I went 10. I feel bad to go 20 now after that. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Tyler, you you won the point. Uh, 25 right. million. But, oh, it's 25. But Same. last point wins. Potentially. If you're feeling hot. Oh, you want to go? You want to go? No! Oh, we got. We've never done that in the history okay. of this podcast. We have never gone oh, the last point. You don't want to go just one more. He's got one more there listed for us. What the if this last point? One. It could worth, be worth double. Well, no, if it's worth double, he'll still lose. Exactly. What if it's worth triple? So then you can tie if he gets it right. And then if I win, I just win. Then yeah. you win. Okay, I'll okay. win triple. Fine. Okay. All right. Fine. Interested. You can have the chance you. to tie with Thank me. You. All right. For the chance to tie. Sandra Bullock for The Lost City. Oh, such a big name. You'd think they'd pay her a lot more. But you you already know it's going to be less than so the last just going to review real quick. J-Law was 25. So is J-Roth. What we about got S-Bulls? S-Bulls? Sandy B. <laughs> we got some Bulls. So I think Sandra Bullock's so big you cannot give her $15 million. I think you give her $20 million for it. $20 mil? Tyler? Um, I think it's $15 million. Austin's right on the money. Yeah, again. let's go. There it is. Come the on. game is a tie. Come on. Congratulations. Tyler, I essentially got the same amount right as you did based on the score. Yes. Isn't correct. that incredible? That's correct. Okay, I love this. All right. Oh. And now, just for fun, since you both tied, you can play a bonus round that has worth no points. It's just your opinion. Okay. Please rank these six in the order of 
like how much money you think they deserve. Daniel Craig, mm. Dwayne Johnson, Will Smith, Jennifer Lawrence, Julia Roberts, and Sandra Bullock. Is this in light of the projects that it's for, or just in general, like what how I think of them as actors in general? Uh, whatever you want. What do you want? <laughs> I think I'm still gonna keep Daniel Craig at number one because I love Knives Out, yeah. and I would pay him whatever it takes to get more of him. More Benoit because I fucking love that movie we, so much. We both agree. I would take Daniel Craig on top too. Okay, and so, that's both on this list and sexually. Here you go. Mm. I also think I don't. Who are the other two? Twain the other men and then Will. Will. Um, I don't think either of them beat out. Jennifer Lawrence for me. I think no, I'm Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence second. Is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she was paid that little. And it's then, incredible. So I think I'm just formulating my ranking. I'm think I think Sandra Bullock's next. So I think I'm going. Craig Craig Lawrence, one Bullock. Lawrence Bullock, then Will Smith, uh, then Roberts? then Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Roberts and then Lawrence. Julie Roberts is the last for me. <sighs> what do you think? Unfortunately, oh, I keep the same list, but I'm switching the bottom two. I don't. I Dwayne the Rock Johnson's entertaining, but. As, like someone that holds like a lot of like talent, I don't know if he tops Julia Roberts. I think Julia Roberts is a talented actress. I just think maybe personally, like the '90s rom com like scene is not like where I live and breathe and thrive. Mm. Um, oh. and but she's so, done other things than that. Yeah, but like I guess I just don't have a role that I point to, and I'm like, ugh, love Julia Roberts for like just this one performance. Whereas like Dwayne has like I'm like oh yeah. Like, Brought to life in the Jumanji sequels, like I can like look to higher peaks. I can look to peaks of his career and be like, he's really like got something here in terms of like the charisma that he brings to the screen. Um, so that's just my opinion. So if you see this new Julia Roberts movie that's going to be coming out on Netflix and it just blows you away, will you come back on this podcast? I'll and say, I'll recant gonna... for sure. Okay, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Julia Roberts starring in a Netflix movie that's based on a book. It's not giving me good vibes, Chief. Hey. Well, neither is the Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie called Red One when he just had a movie called no. Red Notice. And he has lows. Dwayne has his lows. But Dwayne in the fat suit is thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Brilliant. Brilliant comedic performance. Wait, what movie is that from? Um, uh, The one where he's with Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh. Right Along? No, that's no. Ice Cube. Um. What? Central Intelligence? I Central I, Intelligence. I haven't seen that movie, so I didn't know oh what you were gosh. referencing. Kevin Hart duo movies are the end of me. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for playing the game, guys. Yep. Um, Austin, we finally made it to the end of the episode. How do you feel? Um, honestly, I could have done this for three more hours. So wow. good. So good. Well, good news for you is we're still not done. <laughs> At the end of this podcast, as I'm grabbing my keys to we walk like, out, we like to traditionally ask two questions but we'll before ask we wrap three up. This time, first oh, question, man, uh, Austin, you got anything you want to tell the people? You got anything to plug? You you want to let's say, say let's save the plugs for the end. Oh, we got to do our first two questions traditionally first. You could tell them to follow you on TikTok. It'd be yeah, funny. Austin, you TikTok there. we usually ask first up which trailer that we talked about today was your favorite trailer. Mm. And then second, which movie that we talked about today are you most excited to see? They can be different answers. Hmm. I am most excited to see A24's Everything Every, Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And what's the what was the best trailer though? Is it the same answer? Because it could be. I'm most excited to see that movie. The best trailer. It's Batman or that. And honestly, I might be teetering towards. 
Ah, I might be teetering towards Batman. I know, I know. Hey. I, I, I know. Okay, Batman's your favorite trailer and everything everywhere all at yeah. once is a movie I'm excited to see. Don't feel bad about it because I'm going to flip that. I'm going to say everything everywhere was my favorite trailer, but I'm most excited I'm for the Batman. Batman, yeah. So, and Tyler, what about you? Um, my favorite trailer was The Lost City, and I was excited to see The Lost City. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would respect you if that was your answer. Um, I'm mirroring Austin's answer. Batman's my favorite trailer, but everything everywhere all at once. Can't wait to see what this movie's yeah, all about. Be Super stoked. You're telling me we got a tie again, but it's a three-way tie. Yeah. On opinions. Yeah. Because usually we give an award. Now Austin and I tie. You're out of the mix. But technically... What? Austin and I tie because we have the same But votes. I'm saying for the trailer, like, who gets the episode hat. Yeah. Each each movie got three votes. Yes. Right? So, yes. yeah. I guess Batman and everything everywhere all at once are tied. Yeah, because yes. we weigh the votes equally. They're not like separate no, exactly. categories. So uh, how do we break this tie? Um, do we normally Honestly? break a tie? I mean, we used to at the very beginning of the podcast. Oh, um, like one of our episode titles is a really clunky way to break a tie. Okay, I'm taking myself out of this. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Okay, Austin, wait, you're wait. you're selecting for everything everywhere all at once, and Ryan, you're selecting for the Batman. Oh, okay, okay this is fun. And I'm thinking of a number between one and ten, and I have it locked in. And it's behind my back, so yeah. that I can't cheat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want me to guess first, or you want to guess first, Austin? I got it. It's four. He got it come exactly on, on the nose. On. I didn't even get a chance to guess. What if I guessed four, too? You wouldn't be able to. You have to pick a different number. That's the whole point of the guessing game. I'm sorry, wow. Matt Reeves. I let you down. Wow. Congratulations to Daniels. Daniels. All right, now that we've asked the traditional closing questions, Austin, before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to let the people know about? Um. Yeah... Definitely. Um, awesome. Thanks. Uh, listeners, you can follow us on <laughs> social media and on Twitter and Instagram at Preview Review. Um, you can also follow Ryan and I on those same platforms or on Letterboxd if you want to see what we're watching. Austin, do you have a Letterboxd account? It's okay to say no. No? Cool. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Stay safe. Listen to our episodes over and over again so we get that sweet sweet revenue that no one's paying us. everybody say goodbye to austin bye, bye thanks austin. for joining us and thanks for listening Leave we'll see you next time for the preview awards Woo!